Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. podcast my name is david and i'm jack and we are a star trek or star trek Uh (laughs) star trek uh star trek fan podcast and um, Uh our mission is to review each and every episode as they appear in the official star trek timeline yeah so by star date by star date yes and i i my name's david if i didn't say that already Pretty sure you didn't, but okay. for those of you that are curious, I'm Zach. That is Zach over there, on that side. And um, today we're we're right in the middle of uh, season one, epi- or season one of Star Trek Enter- Enterprise, and we're on episode fourteen. And the name of the episode is Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, star date same as last time between o nine o nine two one five point one and eleven o nine two one five point one. Shortly thereafter, um, the Dear Doctor episode. Yeah. And uh, so in this one, it opens up with Hoshi Sato performing combat training with Malcolm Reed in the armory. She's having trouble adjusting to the new phase pistol, which doesn't need compensation for particle drift. Which is hilarious. EM-33, you know... It honestly drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> How are you going to have particle drift? It's a goddamn laser weapon, all right? It shoots a fucking energy blast. Energy travels at the speed of light. Like it There's goes no in like drift. a curve. <laughs> Which, um, if I may take a small tangent, Please. Um, one of the things that I hated about The Last Jedi, um, if for anyone who saw it, uh, Star Wars, the last movie uh, as of today, um, they so the 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 empire ship is chasing the rebel ship and they're firing lasers at the ship and you see the laser in space have bullet mm-hmm. drop <laughs> you remember that it's like dude you're so in space stupid. there's no so bullet drop in space stupid it looks cool but it's not scientifically accurate ugh god damn it einstein's rolling over in his grave 
Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, anyway, the practice is interrupted as the ship drops out of warp to survey a Class 9 gas giant. And in the gas giant, they sense a wreckage and some life signs, very faint. Turns out it's a Klingon scout ship. And, um... My... My initial thought was, is when they were listening to the sounds of the gas giant, mm-hmm. is I think they need whales. There's definitely something in there that's asking for some whales. They should... Total, s- total Star Trek Four. They should steal that Klingon warbird, slingshot around the sun, uh, and go back in time. Sun. Yes. Go back Without in time and find some whales. The old slingshot around the sun and go back in time trick. <laughs> Which, you know, after that movie, it begs the question, why not do that every time to solve your problems? Oh shit, the Borg are here. No worries, we're going to slingshot around the around the sun real quick. We'll be right back. It's fine. <laughs> All we got to do is go around the sun. We'll fix it. Um, So... I was secretly hoping that Chancellor Gowron was in the ship. This big fucking, you know, eyes. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> Just a crew of ten Hammenager Klingons out there pillaging. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're in this gas giant, I know you know, curious minds ask, why are they in this gas giant? Well, they're actually, we're hiding in it because they're trying to make some repairs after a, a battle uh-huh. with, um, what were they? Zenithians? Zenithians, yes. Is that it? I believe it is. Z- Zerentinians. Zerentinians. Zerentines. With an X. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so they're they're hiding in this gas giant, and being Klingons, they love spoils of war, right? So they beat these Zarentines back. They capture their ship, I'm sure, steal their women, steal their their gold, and they also take their their spirits, their liquor. And while in the gas giant, while they're fixing their ship, they decide to throw a little bit of a party, and get shit faced on the Zarentine ale. Well, unbeknownst to them. Zarentine ale actually has a neurotoxin in it that makes all of them faint. <laughs> they just they just all end up splayed out over their stations on board the bridge. <laughs> and um, there's a there's one Klingon young lady who manages to I guess I guess she doesn't drink the ale. And mm-hmm. um, when they when they take the way pod over to the Klingon ship, well, no, she. she... She did drink the ale, but she was, like, in a freezer, which slowed the neurotoxin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. See, that's why this is a two-man podcast. Um, but she steals the waypod and tries to tries to run away. But um, Enterprise catches her with their, grap- with their plungers on... Uh, fucking on... laser with the fucking <laughs> grappling hook. Nails it. Yeah, dude. Whoever was on that. Fucking warp speed. Yeah. Wow, got him. <laughs> got you with our space plungers. Um and so, you know, basically the the 
the ship is disabled, it it dis- it descends farther and farther into the gas giant, becomes a race against time. Oh my God, are they going to do it? They do it. They manage to escape, and uh, Dad is able to stand up to the Klingons and uh, really put them sure. in their place. Really put them in their place. Show them that he's a man of strength. Okay. You know, I have a name on Kronos. Yeah, actually, which he didn't, which he didn't lean on. You know, <laughs> it, it would have been more believable if he was like, "None of you guys are getting to Stovacor. You're dying like bitches, <laughs> and there's no honor in this." So, right. you know, I do not wish you kapla on your death trip to Stovacor. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking giddy. He's like kapla, kapla. <laughs> what does that mean? Success. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, this episode is is the first episode where um, what is it? Photon torpedoes are discovered, and yeah. apparently, is it? I mean, do we have any? Do we have any skinny on photon? To, uh, torpedoes are they a Klingon technology? I don't know, Originally? man. I mean, I guess they must be. I would imagine the Vulcans have them, mm-hmm. but maybe this is the first time that uh, the humans figure it out. And uh, Reed got a major hard on when he saw they had photon torpedoes. Yeah, he did. So you much of a hard on that he used all of them. <laughs> he shot, fired all of them. Yeah. Um. This is the. Uh, uh, only episode to be directed by a regular Star Trek director, Les Landau. First mm-hmm. appearance of the entirely computer-generated Targ, which looked computer-generated as fuck. <laughs> uh, the only appearance of the Klingon Raptor-class scout vessel. Um, you know, finally, uh, Hoshi gets over her fear of going on away missions and finds her space legs. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, other times that Tough Little Ship has been used is uh, both, you know, Bill Riker and Tommy Riker both referred to the Defiant in First Contact and DS9's Defiant, respectively, as Tough Little Ships. Yep. Um, as you said, the first time Photon Torpedoes, as they were going through it, I was like, oh my god, that's Gach. And then they reiterated that it was a Klingon delicacy. Um, <laughs> oh, the worms? Yeah. The live worms, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the saving of this ship is referenced later in Enterprise in the episode Judgment. Um, Archer says this is the third time I've run into Klingons, and this confirms that the only other canon appearance is by the Klingons up until... This episode were broken bow and unexpected, mm-hmm. you know. So there were no off-screen encounters. We've seen them in canon. Yeah, um, it's documented and, their most important moments thus far. And so and there's a very important moment at the end mm-hmm. when they're in the decon chamber. Oh, and, love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hoshi looks at T'Pol and she goes, do you smell that? And T'Pol says, I don't smell anything. 
which implies she's adjusted to the scent of humans. Yeah. Because she's not using her nasal inhibitors. Right. So I think finally 14 episodes in, we're all kind of warming up to the idea that we're a crew. We're to having Paul, fun. To Paul, last episode, it was exposed for eating too much chocolate. She has cavities. Mm-hmm. Now she's not using her nasal inhibitors. She's really she's really stepping outside of her box, man. I, I you know I'm proud of mom for that. I'm proud of mom. <laughs> That's right. Forgot we called her mom. That's right. <laughs> um, you know I like this episode because there's a. I, I mean I'm not gonna lie, man. The sense of urgency was not really there in some Star Trek episodes, even if it resets. Most weeks, I didn't feel like anyone was in any danger. And this, that fact is uh, Flox's actor, John Billingsley's uh, biggest qualm with the show as up to this point is no Mm -hmm. one's died. There's no danger, really. They don't want to kill any of the crew members. Right. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, they're going to get out of it. I'm sure it's okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt the whole whole episode as well. I was like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks, but they're gonna make it somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's fun to see some like live translations, and there's a little bit of mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, I love um, um I love fun. episodes where you really get to see the inside of Klingon culture. You know, mm-hmm. like like T'Pol was saying that, you know, that they're on the ship and they, they realize they're getting sucked in by the gas giant. And I think Reed or, or Hoshi say, well, why don't we just use the escape pods? And she's like, Klingons yeah. don't use escape pods. And I'm just like, fucking Klingons, man. Like, they are so themselves. <laughs> yep. And then they have, like, f- freshly slaughtered, like, animals. Like, they have this amazing technology out in space and they still have to have, like, uh, carnivorous boars like chained up in the brig you know to yeah. eat later on because they like their meat freshly slaughtered <laughs> it's important <laughs> yeah and they love getting shit faced too um, respect yeah respect to that um, um go ahead sorry that's pr- I mean I just I just love episodes where you get to where where the Klingons are the are the are the center because it's y- you can What's what's the saying? There's 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 two things in the in the universe that are for sure death and taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is the Star Trek universe, the third one is you can be sure a Klingon's going to cling on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just really like how yeah, there's I like I like how pretty much up until TNG Klingons are kind of a off-putting race yeah we're unsure mm-hmm. you know they're a little shadowy and vicious mm-hmm. and so it's kind of fun to see that real time through like archer and the enterprise crew and there's so much more like developed i feel like in enterprise as compared to like the next generation or uh the original series Mm-hmm. You know, there's you know, a uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that that's that's all I. Really you know, say. there's a um, and uh, you know, I don't know exactly what it says, but 
there's a certain episode where Worf references someone references that the Klingons used to look different. Mm-hmm. And Worf says, we don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, there's a cer- certain, like, genetic shift where they explain <laughs> away in a single line by Worf that the Klingons, you know, used to be TOS style and they're now they're this style. Yeah. They had bad yeah. makeup artists. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit was hella racist. Um, yeah, in, in uh, original series, they look like... Uh... I mean, they. I. I guess maybe they're going for like the evil Mongolian look. Yeah, kind of. It definitely looks like evil Mongolian, maybe Middle Eastern. Yeah. Despite like they're supposed to be the Russians. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, Romulans are Chinese. If you're going mm-hmm. off of like original iteration. Oh okay. Yeah. What are the Borg? <laughs> <laughs> fascists they're just the borg man they're just borgin you know um the q or you and i mm-hmm. god i love the fucking q <laughs> the q continuum um yeah so you know pretty run-of-the-mill episode yeah um there is something that i uh i liked about this episode um number one it was it was hoshi as being the center of, mm-hmm. of this episode i love hoshi i think she's i think she's so hot dude <laughs> i have such a i have such a space boner for hoshi mm-hmm. um but um i don't know if you remember the scene when Tapal shows her the uh the the old turbulent ocean trick where she's yeah. like tracing her fingers on her on her palm yeah and she's like i'll show you more about it later in my quarters and i was like oh okay <laughs> Word? My mind, my mind just naturally went to, oh, she's gonna teach her how to orgasm with her mind or something. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. And then of you course know. we get we get the delousing scene too, which I'm just like 100 percent behind. Me too. Yeah. Me fucking too. Yeah. Um. I like I like spe- sexy space space gals. What can I say? And for the women out there, sexy space men. Reed didn't look so bad. No. Again, he's the international or intergalactic man of mystery. Man, intergalactic man, that's right. <laughs> Dad um, has his bod and his care. He just cares a lot. <laughs> everyone needs someone who cares. And, you know, Dad isn't afraid to go over to the Klingon ship and, and find out what's what. Oh, uh, You know what? I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to show oh, them. I'm, I'm going to take this Klingon chick with me, too. That's right. God damn it. Um, well, have you, uh, have you more to add? No, I think that's pretty, pretty much it. Um, like you said, it's kind of a, oh, you know, there is something I wanted to maybe discuss a little bit. Um, what did you think of the whole Malcolm Reed getting the common cold angle? I mean, sure. <laughs> Didn't seem to affect him later. And no, he. They're like, "Yo, you got the cold. Go on, go head over to that ship, fix it." Well, he stopped being sick. Yeah, did you notice that? Like halfway through the episode, he's like, was talking normal again. <laughs> and it's like I'm fine with the common cold. You know, I mean, clearly this is before like TNG's master hypospray shit. Yeah. 
where they can fix anything. I feel, I feel like the whole purpose of the common cold angle was to get them on the ship and for Hoshi to be like, do you smell that? And him be like, no, it's like, oh, get it. Klingon or Klingon smell. Get it guys. Plot device. <laughs> right. And then later on, it's a callback when they're in the decon area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I imagine, I don't know. I've thought for a long time that I feel like the common cold is, is I feel like it's been cured already, but I feel like they're not giving the cure because it just, they just make too much money curing it every year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like we were able to cure. What was it? I wanted, I wanted to say polio. Was it polio with uh bread mold? Penicillin. That's the case, yeah. They say yeah. that polio could be, might hold the secret to curing cancer as well. Interesting. My thought is like, why don't we just go find like mold on like a tortilla? You know what I mean, and see if that cures the common cold. David Neck, science guy. Mold science guy. Mold. That's what I was gonna love. say. Mold. <laughs> mold the sewer. <laughs> Mold promoter. Mold scientist. Um, well, yeah, so, you know, run-of-the-mill episode. Yeah, there you go. Um, this has been the Star Companion. He's David. I'm David. I'm Zach. He's Zach. And uh, thanks for listening. And you're Catch you. Us. Oh, and, and you're you. <laughs> yes, you are. We find you very important. We'd like you to keep listening and keep watching. You can find us on YouTube. YouTube. All major podcasting platforms. And if you like us, drop us a dollar on Patreon. Yeah, or just, you know, give us a five-star rating. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.